Hello everybody and welcome back to another episode of You Can't Handle The Truth. Today's episode is going to be slightly different. I'm going to start something new here. Hopefully it maintains. Hopefully I don't uh, just give up with it a couple of weeks into this. But I watch a lot of films. Right? It's no surprise. I watch a lot of films. And there are some films I don't get to review. There are some films I wish I could but I just don't have time for. So I thought what I'll do is, starting this new year, now that we're a week into 2022, I'm going to do a little segment every single Saturday. I'm going to record an episode where I talk about the films that I watched from last Saturday to Friday. So I'm recording this on Saturday. The new year started last Saturday. So I'm just going to talk about the films that I saw and say whether they're worth watching. I'll give some recommendations. I will just go through mini reviews. It won't be too long, hopefully. I'll just do a little quick update and let you know what I've been watching because sometimes there's films that I've watched that I haven't mentioned or that I wish I have but I've been too busy reviewing other films or checking out whatever's new at the cinema so I just want to do this as a bit of insight into what I'm watching and if I can recommend anything or if I'd say stay away from whatever so yeah let's just get right into it so starting from the 1st of January I actually watched a few films so I was on the treadmill and I was watching Joker to start with now I love that film and I don't know why but it always seems to be the film that I start off watching every single year with. So I did it last year and I did it the year before. It's always usually either the very last film I see on New Year's Eve or the very first film I watch on New Year's Day. Do not ask me why it's so powerful to me but Joker is a five star movie. It's absolutely fantastic. It's on Prime right now if you haven't seen it but... You've got to have seen Joker, right? It's stunning. So that's the first film that I watched. Then later in the afternoon, I watched Malignant. Now, I rewatched this for the first time since watching it in the cinema. And God, it is so good. It is so terrific. And I needed to watch it again because at this point, on the 1st of January, I was starting to work on my top films of the year list. And I knew that Malignant was going to be in there, but I didn't know where to put it. And initially I had it eighth. I had it just after Reminiscence and just before Matrix. And then I watched it again, realised how special this movie is. And thought, you know what, Malignant needs to have its own special acknowledgement. It's phenomenal. It's genuinely flawless. So, well, no, it has plenty of flaws, but it is so amazing. I mean, I shouldn't... This is going to expose me so badly, but... I don't know where you can watch it right now, so I'm just going to say, wink, wink, I rented it, of course I rented it, definitely didn't download it. Anyway, next film I watched, we watched The Proposal, because Betty White sadly passed away on New Year's Eve, so on New Year's Day we thought, let's watch The Proposal, because very funny film, love Ryan Reynolds in it, love Sandra Bullock in it, and Betty White is so iconic in it, so yeah, it was good to rewatch The Proposal, it's a great film. I guess you could also say that we watched Four Weddings and a Funeral because that was on right after the stroke of midnight. We stayed up till about 2am watching that. Christ, anyway. Second day, 2nd of January, I went to the cinema with my dad to see The Kingsman again. So, yeah, it, it's it's good. Okay, it's good. I still need to do a spoiler review for The Kingsman, but it's fine. It's watchable. It's entertaining. It's just... Okay, this time watching it, we did go quite late. We went... I can't remember the time of it. Was it just after seven i think it was i know that's not technically late but i was falling asleep like the first half is so dry really boring but yeah it's entertaining towards the end and i still like it i just wish it was better to be fair but then after that i got home 
and I watched a new film. It came out last year. I watched The Novice. Now, The Novice actually snuck into my top 15 films of the year, and it was fantastic. You know, it's a feature film debut from Lauren Hadaway. She worked on the sound department on Zack Snyder's Justice League and Army of the Dead, and it's a really, really stunning movie. You know, it's quite brutal at times, and it follows Isabel Furman as a college freshman who strives to be the best, all right? She does not want to be anything less than the best she possibly can be when it comes to rowing and when it comes to her dedication to do this, to, to push herself to the limit. It's really intense and really well made, but I loved it. You know, I really enjoyed The Novice, so I do not know. Here's the other thing. I don't know when it's going to come out in the UK, but it was very good. It's available to rent or cinema in America, I guess. Either way, that wrapped up the second day of January. Now let's move on to the third. I watched three films. I watched In the Heights again, which, you know, fantastic. That was also in my top 15. Love that movie. And then I watched Boiling Point. Now Boiling Point is a brand new film as well. It's got Stephen Graham in it and he plays a chef working at a restaurant. And it's all told in one continuous take. And I did not know this, but I am extremely partial. Anybody that knows me knows how much I love a good one take and I did not realize that the entirety of this film this 90 minute movie is told in one take right there's no explicit cuts there are a couple of moments when it looks like they've obviously cut there however for the first 40 minutes it doesn't look like there's a single cut which is extraordinary I was absolutely in awe of this movie I loved it I really enjoyed Boiling Point it's in cinemas now and available to rent as well I would strongly recommend it. And I think, even though I watched this on the third day of the year, I think it could be in with a shout at being one of my favourite films of the year. And it's, oh God, it's so stressful. It's so intense. It's like uncut gems, but in a restaurant. Things just keep piling on top of one another, getting worse and worse and worse. Then it all just crumbles. And God, it's so good. So well made, so well written, so well acted. Everybody is fantastic. Stephen Graham is phenomenal as usual. Except for in Venom 2, he's trashing that. But... He's a great actor, he's fantastic in this, Boiling Point, definitely recommend that. Then after that I watched half of Rumble. Oh god, Rumble is this new film, it's like monster wrestling type sh**, whatever the hell it is. Kids film, sucks, alright, hated it, didn't get past the first 40 minutes. I may rewatch it at some point, but it was dreadful, okay, it was actually excruciating, and I thought it would be okay from the trailer we saw last year, didn't look too bad, I was wrong, right, it was awful, it was really, really sh**. So, would not recommend Rumble at all. That's coming out soon in the UK, or it's out in America already. So, go and enjoy that, not. Anyway, the next day I watched The Eyes of Tammy Faye. Now, The Eyes of Tammy Faye came out in America a couple of weeks ago. No, a couple of months ago, actually. And I don't know when the release date is for the UK. I think it's February, but it was okay. It was pretty good. It's got Jessica Chastain, great actor, and Andrew Garfield. Loved the guy. And they're playing Tammy Faye and Jim Baker. Now, they are Christian people things. They're just part of a religion cult thing, whatever. And they go on the TV broadcast station, whatever. I don't know. I don't know the ins and outs of the story behind Tammy Faye and Jim Baker. But it kept me entertained. You know, it was pretty weird at times. But I kind of liked what it was going for. And very, very strong performances at the start. However... It's too long, right? It's just over two hours, but God, it really drags. There was a point where I was thinking, yeah, you could wrap this up now, but they never do. They just keep it going and going and going. It was fine. I had a good time for most of it. I think Jessica Chastain could get an Oscar nomination. I think she's very, very good. I don't know what to talk about this because they look weird, right? They look kind of strange in it. And yes, they've had like prosthetics done and they look more like the counterparts that they're actually playing, but it's kind of 
weird seeing how they look at times but also kind of impressive in terms of the hair and makeup so could he get a nomination for that i think it probably could and it probably should but yeah the eyes of tammy faye that was that was pretty good i quite enjoyed that uh, that's coming out in the uk soon whenever and then i watched uh, the harry potter 20th anniversary special thing return to hogwarts that was all right you know i quite like harry potter anyway and it was good seeing everybody back but at the same time it seemed like they were just blowing smoke up each other's asses for half of it because they were just kind of greeting everybody like oh my god you're such a great actor oh my god you're amazing this scene oh i loved you it's so good to see you and they just went through that for two hours so yeah it's cool and there was a nice little memoriam thing for the people that have sadly passed away but it didn't really give us anything more like there was no real behind the scenes stuff that happened in it that was kind of new to me and maybe it is because i actually been to the harry potter studios a couple of times and i do like knowing about the behind the scenes things that went on during films maybe that is just me but i didn't really feel that wowed by it like it was good i gave it four stars i think it's a good little anniversary reunion show whatever you want to call it but it felt a bit cheap it felt like they could have done a bit more with it but i think for me the standout parts was when luna lovegood was mentioned in it and when she was focused on because yeah i liked the way it was set out i like the fact that they spent a nice time on each of the different films and then they went through the different characters and then all that stuff i think it was well structured and you know the part with luna lovegood being in it that was hilarious like she always cracks me up i think she's one of the best characters but here's the thing they told us about how the actor that plays luna lovegood wrote to jk rowling about how she loved to be in it and she loves the books and whatnot and then jk rowling wrote back and then she went to audition for luna lovegood she went to audition at one of the open auditions where they were letting anybody members of the public audition for a role in harry potter and then she got the part and now she plays luna lovegood so anybody knows that literally every single harry potter fan that is watching this should already know that story i for one have heard it countless number of times i'm pretty sure everybody has so hearing this in the special didn't really do anything for me like yeah sure it's always cool to know it's always interesting but i don't want to watch a two-hour special with everybody looking so old now just to hear things i already know so yeah it's good but it could have been better in my opinion either way after that i watched anchorman 2 uh, fantastic movie you know first Anchorman is great second one is great Adam McKay is a legend great director go and watch Don't Look Up go and watch Anchorman 2 yeah great film then the next day I watched uh, this new one I watched two new ones actually the first one is called Last Looks now this one is coming out soon I think it's got a February 2022 release date or March I don't know either way it's uh it's pretty pretty sh- be honest it's actually got a good cast it's got charlie hunnam clancy brown and mel gibson in it and rupert friend and morena backer in as well but uh yeah it wasn't that good it wasn't that good at all it feels like the kind of film that's going to go straight on to maybe prime or maybe sky cinema i don't know it's probably going to be one of these films that nobody ever hears about and then one day miraculously it turns up in a trending list and people start to watch it and they're like oh my god this is great but it's not great it's pretty terrible that being said, it was it was all right. I, I mean, I did give it one and a half stars. It wasn't that good, but it was semi-watchable, I guess. I Yeah, I guess. I don't know. And then after that, I watched another film that I kind of gave up on, Zeros and Ones. Now, this stars Ethan Hawke. Love a bit of Ethan Hawke, but this film was just boring, like really, really boring. And it's obviously made during the pandemic. It looks awful. Like, it looks really dodgily made and just dreadful. So I didn't finish it. I may get around to watching it again, but yeah, it came out in America a couple of weeks back. Um, yeah, I'm so bad for saying this. 
Anyway, after that, during dinner, we watched part of Lethal Weapon 3. Good movie. I like that. Another Mel Gibson movie. So I watched two Mel Gibson movies that day. And I'm pretty sure it was his birthday. Just a couple of days prior to that. But yeah, Lethal Weapon 3. Pretty good movie. I do like the Lethal Weapons. And then on the next day, I watched Naked Singularity. Now, this is a film that just came on to Sky Cinema. And it came out in America. I swear it came out like back in August or something. But we've only just got it. So it is officially... A 2022 release here in the uk but technically speaking it's 2021 release either way it's terrible like it's really really bad i did not enjoy it at all it's got john boyega another good cast right john boyega olivia cook bill skarsgård and ed screen i'm not a huge fan of ed screen at all but john boyega was i don't know at first i didn't like him in it but then i started to like him but then it just got to the end and it ended without any sort of climax whatsoever it was dreadful. I really, really did not enjoy it at all. It felt like it was building up to something exciting, and then it never came. Like Nothing ever happened. All the talk about this singularity event happening and the world collapsing in on itself or whatever, it never happened. Like Nothing like that ever happens. It's just an attack. They come in with some tear gas, they fire them, somebody dies, and that's it. Uh, what? Literally nothing good happens at all. It has nothing to do with the singularity that's actually supposed to happen. Right, nothing like that happens at all. It's just a stupid heist film where they steal some drugs at the end or they get the money or whatever, and that's it. That is literally it. So I do not understand that movie at all. It really confused me. It was fine. Then as soon as it ended, I thought, Jesus Christ, what have I just watched? So one star, didn't maybe even half a star, really didn't enjoy that. However, went to the cinema in the evening to watch... For the first time at the cinema for me, Speed, what a great movie, what an amazing, amazing movie. Classic mid-90s action film, baby-faced Keanu Reeves, really young-looking Sandra Bullock, amazing, right? Bomb on a bus, can't go below 50. I'm sold, right? I'm sold on this film just from that premise alone. I do feel like it's a tad too long because there's a long sequence at the start with the elevator shaft and then there's quite a long bit at the end with the train sequence too, but... When it's all about the bomb and the bus, it's terrific. It's so, so good. I could not recommend Speed enough, right? Fantastic movie. Still holds up great today. It's one of the best and most tense action films I've seen in a while. You know, and it was great seeing it on the big screen. So, yeah, love a bit of Speed. And then after that, I actually watched In the Heights again. Don't know why, but it was just on Sky. Here's the problem. Whenever I'm at home... I will find myself doing this. Whenever a new film comes onto Sky, it'll always be showing, you know, whether it's on Sky Premiere, whether it's on Sky Hits, whatever. I'll just find myself watching it again and again. And same thing happened yesterday, which I'll get onto. But yeah, In the Heights, fantastic movie adaptation of the Broadway musical. Highly recommend it. Great music, great cast, great performances, great cinematography, great directing. It's all just amazing. It's all a blend of beauty and artistry and just magic, right? Pure magic. And then that wraps up Thursday's films. Now let's get on to the final day in the week, Friday's films. I watched three films this day. One of them was the new Netflix one, Mother Android, or Mother Slash Android, however you're supposed to say it. I I like the premise, right? I've really enjoyed the premise. It's about an apocalypse, but not your usual zombie apocalypse or whatever. It's an android apocalypse, so all the robots kind of rise up, and I don't even know why. That's never explained. That's probably my biggest problem with the film. It's never actually explained why the robots turn evil, but they just do, and then they're living in an apocalyptic world where the androids are hunting the humans, whatever, and Chloe Grace Moretz plays the lead character in it, and she's pregnant. She's nine months pregnant, so... 
It's very reminiscent of A Quiet Place, which is ironic, but you'll find out why, and something like Army of the Dead. Even more so when you've got an actor in Army of the Dead who's also in this. So while I think the premise is interesting, you've got these androids that are on the hunt, and you're trying to survive in this world, and she's carrying a baby, and she's got to you know make choices. How are they going to get to Boston? Are they going to take the long route round, or are they going to go straight through the middle of all the android farm, whatever? It's interesting, but I don't think the execution was that good at all. And the twist is garbage, right? The twist is complete nonsense. But I I kind of respect what it was going for. And the ending is... It was a pretty impactful ending. But uh, yeah, apart from that, I didn't love this film that much at all. It was a bit of a slog to get through. Because it's just under two hours. And I feel like it could have been 90 minutes max. But uh, straight after that, I finished watching it. Turned the Skybox on. What was on Sky Premiere that day? A Quiet Place Part 2. So I just watched that again. Because that was also in my top films of the year list last year. It's a fantastic movie. It's so intense. Quite scary as well. But it's brilliant. You know, absolutely brilliant. So I'd highly recommend A Quiet Place Part 1 and Part 2. It's a great sequel. You know, it's a really stunning sequel. So definitely check those out. And then finally, the last film I watched of the week. I watched with my grandparents in the evening. We watched Encanto together. So this is the first time that I've watched Encanto this year. Can't believe it's taken me a week to watch it. Because it's my favourite film of the year for 2021. I've just realised I've watched about five or six of the films that I've ranked in my list last year. Just in this first week. But yeah, they're kind of my comfort films. So while about 90% of the new films that I've watched haven't been very good at all. It's comforting to know I can still watch the films that I love and find enjoyment and just be safe and secure. So I started the week off with a five-star movie with Joker and I ended it with Encanto, another five-star movie. So yeah, that's been the first week in January. So I shall make sure to update this every week on a rolling basis, hopefully if I manage to keep this up. I'm hoping to record it on a Saturday, upload it on a Sunday every week. So we'll see how long that lasts. New films out of the cinema are the 355, which I haven't seen yet, but I will probably see it this week at some point, so that will be in next week's review, and I may do a specific review for it. We'll see how that goes. But apart from that, you've got Mother Android is on Netflix right now, Quiet Place Part 2 is the latest premiere on Sky, and there's a new Amazon Prime film, The Tender Bar, which I'm just about to finish watching as soon as I finish recording this, so that'll be in next week's as well. But if I had to go Film of the Week, excluding Encanto, Film of the Week has got to be Speed, especially watching it at the cinema. So yeah, go and watch Speed. I hope to speak to you next week for another edition of this weekly watch list sort of scenario thing. With that, I've been Kieran, and I shall speak to you in the next episode of You Can't Handle the Truth.